My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla 24 is on the air. Beep, people. Okay, we're gonna we gotta start this uh, episode, Tom. Uh huh. We're talking about what happened to you last week, mate. What happened to you last week? Went to the bathroom. Yeah, brushed your teeth. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. On Tuesday. Yeah. And I know I told you people it was gonna be on Thursday. Yeah, you did. I did. Liar. I lied. It was on Tuesday yeah. evening. 4.30, uh-huh. I sauntered over to the local Tesla pickup facility uh-huh. and delivery order situation. Uh-huh. And I, wa- I waited a little while for my wife to show up and I looked over into the parking lot next to me and there were five X's. But who gives did a shit? Did you get sh- me one? <laughs> who gives a shit? You get me one. Nope, I didn't. Dang I it. did see that was my first sighting of multiple X's or actually singular X's ever in the wild. I didn't like it. But that's different. I didn't like the front end of it. I didn't like the styling of it. That's just me. That's my first initial impression. People settle down. I do have a tendency to change my mind. You do. However, I walked into the building. Yes. When my wife showed up, walked yes. into the back. Yes. And sitting in the delivery bay was yes. a shiny white Model S. 60 with a beautiful red and silver ribbon on the roof of it. Oh, that's ours. They put a bow on it. Tom <laughs> is now a, a Tesla owner. They did. There is now a doubling of the number of people <laughs> who own a Tesla on this show. There is a doubling. So give us your first impressions. You've had it over the weekend. Oh, you've drove it over here. I did, well, yeah. You spent a little time. My Go. first Go. impressions of it, it's a super nice luxury vehicle to be driving around. Really nice fit and finish. Feels comfortable driving. Driving it around, the technology feels a touch felt a touch overwhelming for about the first eight hours. Yes. Like you get in the car and he's like push this and that and the like running through all the stuff on the screen. Yes. But it becomes I feel like it becomes a little bit more comfortable. We got uh, what you don't have two features which your car doesn't have. Please. Bite me. Uh, air suspension, yes. thank you very much, and a third row seat, which we have a very funny picture of Mel in the third row seat. So it's on wait the website. For, wait for that one. You do have air suspension um, that kind of pisses me off. Yeah, it does. Doesn't my it? car still bottoms out when I drive it in. Oh, that's a shame. It's pretty cool. I have it location aware at two places: my house and yours, because you thank have you. a little angly driveway situation too. It's location aware. I like that because, you yeah. know, they just did a, an update of the software and now I have location aware opening of my gate, which seems like a simple thing. I just drive up to my gate over here yeah. and it just automatically opens up. I don't have to touch anything, which right. seems like, God, you're the laziest person in the world. You can't push a button. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, uh-huh. I feel like Batman. Right. right? I yeah. just feel like Batman. It's I'm saying it right here. It's the Batman That's feature. Cool. I just drive up and it goes, yeah. whoosh, and I drive off and it closes. I'm like... I am That's awesome. effing the man of capeness. Yeah. To, so the, to remind people that this is a 60 kilowatt battery and That's it's correct. three years old. Yes, it's a 2013. How many miles on it? Just about 34,000 miles, I think. So is a little, little less than mine. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so it should have 90% or more of yeah. its uh, range in there. 95 probably. So this yeah. is a – Tom, I'm just so excited. It is very black and white on the forums. People are like, should I get the tech package? Oh, the car is not a Tesla without the tech package, too. I'm not a lazy b- 
I can open my own lift gate. <laughs> like it's really like it's three hundred and sixty degrees. You up. have to get the tech package because it's tech package. I don't care right. what's in it. it. Says tech, you got to buy it. Tesla's a tech company. You should buy their tech package. It's a but, car that's technology based. Get right. the tech package. But first impressions. I mean, obviously, it's a hundred thousand dollar car. We didn't pay a hundred thousand dollars for it. It's freaking nice, dude. Water room in the back seat. The yes. leather seats are lovely. Yes, it's missing some cup holders. I don't the love damn that. Cup holders. I don't love that. There's no closing center console, but you can buy those in the aftermarket yes. and such. So I would look into that. Is is what I would say. Probably initially, I could see that being a birthday present type situation. And look at me. All right, let's uh, let's move forward. Then uh, Tom has got a Tesla. And we're going to be hearing more about it as yeah, time goes on. It's, it's very it's lovely. All right, so let's now talk about the crashing autonomous vehicle. Actually, I've yeah. got a couple of autonomous things here to talk about. So Google had its first crash that it says it was our fault, our bad. It wasn't a big crash. So the situation was something like there was a Google self-driving car uh-huh. and there were some sandbags on the side of the road and the Google car went around the sandbags into another lane to come back. There was a bus in that lane. Like they were in the road, like they had fallen out of the back of another car, like they were an, no, an, an in-road like, hazard? Yeah, there was an in-road hazard thing. And a car was doing two miles an hour and it came out and it saw the bus, but it thought the bus was going to stop. And so it came around these things into the bus's lane and just sort of clipped the bus. Why does it, uh, why does it think the bus is going to stop? I don't know. That was the explanation. <laughs> Our software thought the bus would stop. They've changed the software. But does that like did they actually is that a line of code that the software writes afterwards that said, uh, I thought it was gonna stop? Like <laughs> apparently like, like all of a sudden the Google car is a teenage girl <laughs> and the Google software was like, but but uh um uh, I like. I totally thought like the bus was gonna stop. I I, I didn't mean to hit it. I don't think it talks like that. It might. I mean, I don't know. That's the only explanation for the car thought it was gonna stop. Right? It's not the best explanation, but apparently it, it feels like a good that. one though. And it doesn't think. It doesn't think. But it that's it's paid to think, or in this case, not it's paid not to paid think. Paid to think. Look. Um, I'm just saying it was the first time we've had a little crashy crasher of the autonomous vehicle. Okay. But here is an email from Taylor Marks who says, you know, I just started watching the show, uh, listening to the show a few months ago. <laughs> watching the show. And, Good uh, one, Mel. And in the last two episodes, there were two major things that I felt you were unaware of. Oh, uh, Mark? Uh, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> There's more than two oh, epic things we're unaware of. Only two, Mark. You but, tr- you love us don't, so much. So first of all, it says it takes six kilowatts of electricity to refine one gallon of oil into gasoline. I did not know that, by the way. Every gallon of gas not uh, produced frees up six kilowatts on the grid to put directly into your car. EVs versus uh, internal combustion engines put equal strain on the electrical grid. I don't know. That's, that's Equal true. strain, right? So, so switching to EVs won't increase uh, the strain on the grid. And I've heard this th- too, but I've heard it is explained as there's so much redundancy within the electrical grid because you have to have it fired up all the time. Right. That, but you're talking about like nighttime charging yeah. and like off-peak hour charging. What he's saying is something very, very vastly different that, that it if we have one million EVs on the road, that doesn't mean we need new electrical plants to – uh, take care of them. Because that grid is refining right. gallons of gasoline at that six kilowatts that per won't be gallon. Used, correct. That's interesting. I haven't done the math on that. So I'm going to say, get back to you on that, whether yeah. it's true or not, but I like that. And then he said the demand for cars is going to nosedive once fully autonomous cars are available. And then he goes on to talk about how autonomous vehicles are going to radically and completely change the world. And I got to say, Taylor, I agree with you. Yeah, in you fact, had we little... had a whole session with Eric Bergeson on this. And I think we basically 
completely agree with you that uh, fully autonomous vehicles are going to radically reshape the world and uh, they're going to be electric and you're not going to own a car because once the cost of uh, these cars gets down to, and I can't remember what Eric said, but basically you'll rapidly get to the point where you won't even own a car. You'll just Uber the crap out of everything because that's where it'll just be so cheap. You won't even own one. Yeah. So we agree, mate. Taxi drivers won't be happy about that, but, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like the blacksmiths before them. And then he's got some stuff here about uh, artificial intelligence revolution, which is going to take over the whole planet. uh, We need to go into that in some detail, but we'll do that next time. I got another letter. Oh, well, we have so many letters. Mel, what happened to the electric bike discussion? I've been waiting all week to hear you lyric about your newest beast. Sad, I know. Episode 23 was going to be the highlight of the whole series as electric bikes are the future of transportation. And this is from Richard from Sydney. Yeah. Everybody in Australia seems to be called Richard. Everybody in Australia seems to listen to this show also. What the hell? That's pretty cool. It's because you're Australian. They love you. Please address this massive oversight in the next episode. I just want to say also, massive is used by every Australian, every <laughs> sentence. Yeah. It's funny. I had a, conver- a text conversation with your wife the other day, and I text her massive, and she's like, she LOL'd me because she's like, that's so Australian. I had no idea I was being so Australian. It must be osmosis. It's amazing. Massive. <laughs> massive. It's massive. It's, it's massive. A, let's go have some massive beers. The, the debt crisis is massive. <laughs> so uh, let me explain this to you, Richard. I don't actually have this thing yet. What? I just said- I'm getting one. So Bolt Motorbikes is uh, the cycle that I'm looking at. So this is not really an electric motorcycle. This is an electric bicycle. Pedal bike. And why do you care? Well, the reason is this. Let's edit in some audio right here. A motorcycle, but comes with a bunch of technological advances. Because it's technically a bike, it doesn't need a motorcycle license or insurance to ride. And you can even park it on the sidewalk. We went to the Bolt garage to check it out. Yeah, so how does it work? Well, so we, we wake the bike up. It's very similar to motorcycle controls. Mm-hmm. You have your master kill switch, and you wake it up. You're prompted to enter your password, which is this. Mm-hmm. These bikes are on. They're Bluetooth enabled. So you walk up to the bike with your phone. You press go, and it greets you. Uh, and if you don't have so you can your... turn the bike on with your phone. Oh, that's just one of the cool things you can do. Okay. With, with a smartphone, it now connects the bike now to the cloud. And so when you have an internet-ready motorbike, you can do a lot of really Wait, cool things. Wait, do we things. need our bikes in the cloud? You've got security. Mm-hmm. You've got remote control of the modes. Let's so if say, someone steals your bike or something, you can... Exactly. Yeah, That's okay. the idea. Okay. And, and if you're, you're a mom and you're an experienced rider, you can ride this thing in sport mode. If you're dad and you're, you're sort of new to riding, mm-hmm. um, you're maybe not ready for the power and performance of sport mode, you can ride it in you know, a custom mode that's a little bit lower off the line. And then mom and dad can remotely limit this for Junior, who just turned 16, Mm -hmm. and they don't want their kid to ride more than 20 miles per hour, (laughs) right? So there's the point of having an electric bicycle versus an electric motorcycle. If you have an electric bicycle, you don't need a license. You can drive it on bicycle lanes, and you don't have to get insurance. And so that's why you want to try and make an electric bicycle that goes kind of like a motorbike for all of these good reasons. And so this Bolt electric bike, I've put $1,000 down. I'm not sure when I'm going to get it, but I want an electric bicycle so that I can basically ride uh, around the city on the bike lanes and not have to take insurance out. And and maybe our listeners remember our conversation of early episodes with young Pablo trying to decide what his next car was going to be. Uh Pablo bought an electric bike. 
He'd been driving. He's been driving it to work. An electric? He, which one? Bicycle this, or motorbike? I'm gonna bicycle. Electric bicycle. Uh, so I bought an electric bicycle because my coworker Katie had mentioned this to me that there's a new company making really affordable electric bikes, and so it's called the Saunders e-bike, and it was about eight hundred bucks. I was having issues with my car. I was over miles on my lease, and I needed some sort of uh, financial offset to commute to work. So I bought this electric bike in the hopes that I would bike to work and save some cash. It gets about 15 miles just using the accelerator on the battery, and I work about 13 and a half miles from my house, so it's about perfect. I pretty much cruise to work in the morning, plug it in at work, charge it for four hours, cruise back and no pedaling i do pedal because i i take it on bike paths and sometimes people look at you funny <laughs> so sometimes i'll just pedal i'll pedal lightly but i'm really not putting any effort into it that's cool so is it uh, like a standard bicycle or does it look different it's pretty much a standard bicycle but it looks really robust it looks like a crazy mountain bike mm-hmm. like the frame is is kind of large and the wheels are are extra wide it's got like four inch wide wheels so riding around the street people stop and are kind of always like whoa what kind of bike is that is it heavy yeah it's about 45 pounds so when you're not on electricity it's like you really gotta work to get up hills and stuff on it the battery does it just plug into a standard uh, wall outlet you just sort of pull your bike over and plug it in yep yeah it pretty much just has like a power cable with a kind of a standard box on it plug it into the wall i don't know how much power it draws but and uh, is, is it okay going up hills like a big steep hill has it got the juice to get up a hill yeah it'll get bogged down a little bit on a hill but um it can make it up some steep hills there's one hill by the 405 that there'll be cars stacked up in traffic and i'll just be cruising past them on the sidewalk and how fast does it go so this one is a 20-mile-per-hour max. There's now, at least in California, there's some different classifications for e-bikes. So there's the 20-mile-an-hour max, which you can take in bike lanes and bike paths. And then there's a higher one that can go up to 28 miles an hour that you can't take in bike lanes and bike So uh, was it a good decision? Are you happy with it? Give the, uh, give the listeners your, your gut. Should we all run so, out and go get this thing? In my mind, it was a good decision to get into the electric bike world. This particular electric bike that I bought, I bought it because it was cheap. Um, And I can definitely see why it was cheap. Some of the bike components, I feel like, are not that durable. Um, So it's fun. It's great. I don't think it's going to last that long. But in terms of the electric bike mindset, I guess, the industry, I think it was a great decision. I'm pleased I'll probably buy maybe a two or $3,000 electric bike in the future that can go 50 miles. There's, there's some that are much nicer than this one, but I think for 800 bucks in the game, it's pretty darn fun. Gets me to work and back. So just to make that clear, so he's talking about the Saunders electric bicycle, which looks like a bicycle, a pedal bicycle, with some stuff slapped on there with big fat wheels. And the one I was talking about was the Bolt motorbikes, which are a bit more substantial. They go faster, they can go up to 40 miles an hour, and they go up to 50 miles in range, and they look more like a traditional motorbike. 
But this is an area that's changing really fast. There's some really interesting stuff happening. So send us an email if you've got one of these electric bicycles of a different form that uh, we can do a little review with you on. All right. And just for the record, we get no money from any of these people, uh, from these manufacturers. We get no money from anybody, sadly. So Richard, there you go. I haven't got it yet. But um, why do you believe, he says here, that this is the future of electric transportation, not the electric car. I think that's a bit aggressive. But but if you're talking worldwide, I don't think it is, right? If you're oh, talking yeah, globally, right? If you're talking yes. in China, right? Yes. So why do do the Chinese all need to have cars? No, they already have 50 billion bikes. And India, there's a lot of countries where bicycles are the mode of transportation. A lot of cities in Europe, uh, Portland, <laughs> I believe, is a big bike city as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of places where yeah, where I like this assist. You know, there's these other ones you can clamp on. You could just got your normal bike. Yeah, you clamp it onto the back wheel. It's got some electric dingo in there, <laughs> and uh, it'll do, give you 20 miles of assist as well. An electric dingo. It ate my electric baby. <laughs> <laughs> the electric dingo. I think we have a uh, <laughs> we have a show title. <laughs> All right, the electric so dingo. We will uh, definitely be talking more about electric bikes because yeah. they are pretty cool but let's go from bikes to spacex and spacex last week we reported on the fact that spacex tried to launch three times and they (laughs) didn't they did but they got it done last week they fired off their latest uh rocket ship with eleven thousand pounds of cargo with their what's it called the falcon 9 the falcon worked and then they tried to re-land it and it didn't work but but again but elon said this didn't expect it to work. Very hot re-entry. This is his tweet. But the next flight has a good chance. Right. They literally said they didn't expect it to work because it was a very heavy cargo. It was a very heavy rocket, uh, heavy stage of rocket that they were trying to bring back down. But the interesting thing about it, yet again, yeah. so we're watching the feed. They got a nice picture of the barge with the rocket about to land. And then, oh, just mm, – just they cut the feed cut again. It's very conspiracy theory. Very yeah. like, why do they keep cutting the feed? And they right say, like, there's so much thrust as this is coming down, and it's wobbling the barge, and that's why the camera gets broken. I'm like, okay, so you've done this three times now. <laughs> why don't you put the camera next to the barge or <laughs> right. work it out? You can put a <laughs> rocket into space, make the camera work. Wow. Just yeah, exactly. Saying. Like, make the camera. I, I, we get I it. We get it. Like, but it works perfectly right until the time where your rocket explodes on deck. I want to see your rocket explode We're on deck. watching for the explosion. It's like <laughs> right. NASCAR. Nobody likes NASCAR except when the cars oh. crash. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, this is a uh, WTF article. This is from Teslarati. Nice. So there's this guy who hacks his Model S firmware. A lot of guys, but some guys do it really well. So he's a really good hacker, and he works out that there is in the works a P100 Model S, which... It's no big surprise. Everybody knows they're going to keep increasing their battery size. But anyway, he works this out. He hacks the firmware, and somewhere there in there, there's a line of code for what appears to be a coming soon 100-kilowatt uh, battery for the Model S. And then this is the WTF part. Then uh, after he releases this on the website, he realizes that somebody at Tesla is trying to wind back his software <laughs> in what we assume to be an FU from Tesla. <laughs> and... Elon says, it wasn't me. I don't know. It wasn't me. But now we've gotten a number of instances where if you piss off Tesla, either Elon is going to cancel your order or some dude at Tesla is going to wind back your software. They need to stop doing this kind of shit. They're looking like bags. I'll go one step further. Tesla's hiding more 
Oh, and that's why they're going backwards. They're like, this guy got in. He's going to find some uh, more that we do not want him to find in that particular version of software. We better get it out of his car. Uh, suit. This guy is smarter than them and cut his three G cables. And so he said, no, no, you can't hack the hacker. Not in the hacker. <laughs> it's just a conspiracy theory. It's good yeah, times. There's a lot of pissing going on. Funny. But honestly, Tesla, you need to. And Elon. Can I talk to you for a second, Elon? Elon, stop this kind of corporate overlord bull. You're going to piss off people. Yeah. Be, play nice. People are already mad about the whole privacy issues. I read a lot about the conspiracy theories about Doesn't your car being trapped. Are are they going to start like allowing the government to uh, subpoena their like car data location information that they keep? You know, if they catch a guy uh, who said I wasn't over there and he was driving a Tesla, and then clear enough, they, Tesla could be like, mm, well, "This might, is really hot there. in the U.S." And you know, because the FBI is asking Apple for a backdoor, and it's a whole other discussion. But yeah, this is uh, follow the discussion because it's big, it's huge. Hey, let's do a Model Three reveal. Woohoo! Turns out it's going to be a really private event. I was hoping, you were hoping, lots of people were hoping that in the mail, in the email, we were going to get an invitation to the Model 3 because, you know, if you've got an S or right. an X, you usually get invited to these yeah. things. Or a power wall. or Looks like yeah, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a very special private event. Only a few of these invitations have gone out. And I didn't get one and you didn't get one. But we're in the press now, right? The oh, Tesla yeah. press. Yeah, so we'll probably get one. We should have CC work on that. Yeah, let's get a press pass. So it's happening at the end of this month, just a few weeks away. It's I'm very exciting. I'm very excited. I'm very that. excited too. I, it's, Although last time you said, well, we're not going to actually show you the car because it doesn't exist. We're going to show you some yeah. pictures. So now they're – okay. So here <laughs> now there's a very ultra special private event yes. in which – what he's going to stand up there and go? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's basically a picture of a car. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be. What is he going to do? Well, he's not going to invite us. Him. We make a lot of fun of him. We, he's not. We gonna. love. Hey, we everybody, do. we do love him. But it is going to be funny if the whole thing is basically a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> they better have some good <laughs> Chardonnay out there, or people are going to be pissed. Uh, Gigafactory updates. Um, just a quick one here. It is ahead of schedule. Things are going great until hundred of your workers walk out. This was big news oh, here in oopsie. the United States. Um, because they got all these tax credits from Nevada, and part of the deal was you have to have at least 50% Nevada workers, and then one of their subcontractors started using a lot of non-Nevada workers because they get them cheaper, and so the Nevada workers at this union said, uh, you're a and you need to be hiring Nevada workers. Tesla fired back and said, bit of a misunderstanding. This local contractor is not working directly for us, but even that contractor was using more than 50% yeah. Nevada workers. And Tesla overall for the building of this giant factory is using 75%. Bit of a storm in a teacup. And I think it's all settled now. Everybody's gone to their corners and like, all right, settle down. The Carpenters Union also, which is it's just funny. So there's not enough skilled carpenters in Nevada because they don't build things out of wood in Nevada. What the hell's happening? <laughs> yeah, that was an excuse. But then uh, the Nevada people said, "No, that's bullshit. It's because you can pay people from New Mexico and Arizona yeah. a lot less than you can from Nevada. So stop pulling my leg." What's that commute like? That's got to lower the know, overall right? footprint of that factory, <laughs> yeah. right? That's that. That's got to be bad. They must be sleeping in their cars. <laughs> All right. I want to do a rant. I'm already so f over time as always. We are. How can cock. we be over time? It's such a good show. It's a great f show. But you want to talk about Indian solar and then I want to have a rant. Go. Talk to me about the cost 
of solar in India. So this is a very, very fresh story right off the Money CNN website, and I found it to be interesting on the heels of our coal conversation. Last week, the price of solar in India is coming down to the point where right now they're within 15% of the price of coal on the open market when the local distribution companies buy their electricity from the big producers. It's within 15% from a coal plant to a solar plant, and they think it will be 10% cheaper than domestic coal by 2020, right? That's four freaking years from now, which means that India could be like at that tipping point of of a big country that's going to become more and more industrial in the future and not turn into – a very dirty China, China kind of situation. I don't think they have quite as much coal in India as in China. I could be wrong about that. Do not send me letters on that. <laughs> but they hope to be at 100 gigawatts of solar-based power by 2022, which is six years from now. That's 20-fold increase from where they are today. That is impressive Go for a country India. that is growing. So again, you see this like – so instead of India becoming a next the next China as far as dirty energy, it could become the next Germany in terms of clean energy. And because they have so many people, it just shows you that solar is viable on large, giant scales. Yes. So if countries embrace it, they can stop using coal, stop using natural gas – Keep it in the ground. Look, here's uh, two rants. Two rants? You got two two rants. rants. Good. I was uh, at a supercharger recently, and uh, I really wanted a Diet Coke and some gum. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are such a baby. And there was no convenience store. Tesla? What supercharger were you at? Can we have a little convenience store? And here's my idea. Some entrepreneur. Don't wait for Tesla. Just do it yourself. I want you to get over there. I want you to have a little convenience store. I need some Diet Coke. I need some gum. I need maybe even a Tesla T-shirt and a Tesla mug. Um, there, you know, this is a group of people that have got some cash to spend. So I want a Tesla convenience store next to the supercharger. I'm just saying. Maybe also a TV and a little lounge in case I have to you know, wait there for half an hour because there's other people waiting. I'm just saying. That's the first rent. I'm going to leave it there. What supercharger were you at, Mel? I don't want to talk about it, Tom. But there, how far away was any other restaurant or like it was across the street i had to walk across <laughs> the street tom oh my goodness what is and wrong i don't want to go to that daddy's anymore you know what the, you know what the name of the show is this episode first world problems that mel has encountered mel's a whitey <laughs> bitch is what it's called oh my god put a diet coke in the trunk of your car get a cooler just saying it's a great idea and here's another thing i was do. i'd like to go for a good long walk and as I'm walking, I'm thinking about things. I'm having thoughts. You're a thought thinker. And I walk past a lot of gas fill-up stations, petrol stations. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was thinking, why don't they have electric charging stations at every single one of these? The infrastructure is right there. The power is coming in already. Why don't they have fast, high-speed charging at every single gas station? And then I was thinking, there could even be money in it for the, uh, for the petrol industry as we move away from petrol to electricity and other forms of energy. They could get on board. They could just start building these things in there. And they could even charge you probably more than they make on a gallon of gas because it turns out those stations make on average less than five cents profit on in each yeah, gallon of gas Yeah, they make their money sold. off Diet Cokes and, exactly. and sunflower so seeds. So there it is, full circle. You're going to make your money out of selling me Diet Coke and selling me electricity more than you're going to get from me buying Mel. petrol. I'm just... Same. I'm going to tell you why right now. And this goes into another thing about the genius of Tesla. Go. The reason is 
that no other cars have high speed charging except for Tesla. They do. They, they do not. Not as not, high speed. N- not anywhere. The Chatamo and the Leaf is okay. It's nowhere near. It's as not fast, even but. close. <laughs> it's not enough. Like no one is gonna. Okay, first off, people go to gas stations for I don't know four minutes five minutes to fill up their yes. car, right? Yes. If you spent five minutes on a supercharger, how many miles do you get at the fastest supercharger? Well, you could probably get five times five or six miles an hour. You get 25, 30 miles an hour. 25. To 30 miles 25 to 30 miles. And, and how many kilowatts would that give you? Like how many kilowatts are you getting in five minutes on your car? You have to do the math on that. Right. So again, your visit to the fucking gas station <laughs> is worth about a nickel. Probably total. It's ridiculous. There, I'll no. stay. I'll stay for half an hour. Okay, so now the gas station has to have a lovely lounge with a TV and Direct TV and all this other stuff. Okay. And how many of them do you want them on every corner? And then the other thing I will tell you about this is yes. there's fifty thousand Teslas everywhere. You you have no business. Like, did you think about? I this? didn't think about it. That's <laughs> did what I'm go, saying. Did I you go through any of it. this? Any of this in your head? No. Well, it doesn't work. It you, doesn't work because the genius of Tesla again is supercharging. I had this epiphany you. last I week. I opened the door for you. You just thank walked you. through. The, go. The epiphany that I had was it doesn't really matter how much the range is on your car. Like, if my Rav Four has a hundred mile range, if it was supercharger capable. And could charge that hundred miles in fifteen minutes. I would not care. I would drive it to San Francisco. It wouldn't matter. What Tesla has that the other companies do not have is the ability to charge the battery very, very quickly. That is missing. That's the piece of technology missing from the Volt, from the Bolt, from the uh, other things that end in Alt <laughs> <laughs> from the i3s of the world, the i8s, all of these other cars, they need supercharging. Thank you very much. Are you done? That was my rant. You took over. It was a it was a dual rant. We shared it. We shared because we're buddies. It is the genius. Fast charging is key. It's still not fast enough. I'd like it even faster. Thank you very much. They're working on that. Yeah. Another way to get around it. We've talked about it. Is the thousand mile battery. We're not there yet, although ARPA-E, which is a government organization, has, they just came out with a statement saying that they believe in five years that they will more than fivefold increase the amount of, of energy that they can store. Hard to believe. We'll see if that happens. Ladies and gentlemen, you got anything else to say? Oh, you want to say something about E, e Formula E? And yeah, Robert, so go. Robert Rosenblum, Tesla Club LA director, they are going to be having an event in, in concert with the Formula E race in Long Beach, which is Saturday, April 2nd. You must act quickly. Contact Tesla Club LA by Tuesday, March 15th. They are going to have some sweets. They're going to have lots of grub, food, beer, salads. Uh, it's turn five, private suite, and each guest will get a paddock value pass. Sounds 50 bucks great. worth. You can go downstairs and stand right next to million-dollar e-cars. You can see them screaming around the track, enjoy investments. There will be a link. We'll put that on the website from Tesla Club LA. It's going to be a good time, and I don't know. I could be there. You could get to hobnob, rub my elbow, as it were. Wow. You never know. I could drive my Tesla down there, and I could be in a seaside suite, and me and you, you could tell me how much I don't know about my car, because <laughs> it's a lot. I won't be there because I will be in San Diego, but hey. San Diego, which means? 
a whale's <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Tal Wolfson. My name is Mel Herbert, and that's Talking Tesla 24. Bye-bye. See ya. When are we going to see them? Next week. Woohoo! Boom. You're welcome. Thank you. Because we're talking, 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 tal